Hello and welcome to the Family Leaders Capital Connection, where we talk Iowa and national politics from a Christian perspective. We are here not at the office, but actually at the Iowa House of Representatives today, as you can see, and that's because we just came from the National Day of Prayer Rally here at the Iowa Capitol. The governor spoke uh, and prayed for our state, the Senate president, the state auditor, the state attorney general. It was really a, a blessed morning. Chuck? One of the greatest blessings for many in the crowd, I, I debriefed a little bit afterwards, was State Representative Brooke Bowden, who serves in this body, helped lead the worship, and she just did a fabulous job. So uh, overall, the spirit was great. Specifically, you ought to watch some of the clips. Uh, tremendous statements. There was a great testimonial by the Senate president about the difference that the National Day of Prayer made in his life last year, how he's come to Christ. Uh, people were moved to tears today. It was really a great, a great day. You know, I'll bet uh, there was no, no place else in the United States that celebrated this kind of a national day of prayer where you had this kind of a cross-section, Republicans, Democrats, the chief of police of Des Moines, praying alongside the uh, Department of Health and Human Services director leading prayer. Uh, quite a remarkable day. Good to be a part of it. And a, a good testament to uh, the impact of the gospel and, and the community that we have here in Iowa that can gather together to pray for our state and to pray to Jesus Christ for our state. Um, as you'll see, there's not a lot happening right now behind us in the House, and that's because school choice is still the outstanding issue holding up the adjournment of the legislative session. This is our third week of overtime. This just wrapped up our third week of overtime, well, two and a half. And, uh, and there has not yet been movement on the largest, most important issue, the governor's school choice and education transparency bill. And there's been a couple scandals I know that we've talked about over the last couple weeks. Um, Chuck, there was some uh, ideological indoctrination that came out two weeks ago. Yeah, hopefully you've viewed the video. If not, please click and watch it. It's worth your 11 minutes to see just what your tax dollars are doing through some of these public schools. We have people who we pay their salary, their public employees, who are saying to the legislature and the governor, uh, we're not going to obey the law that you passed last year. It's really heartbreaking. It's, it's infuriating. And it has to do with a philosophy that some of these teachers uh, or diversity directors or administrators uh, are trying to foist on children. And those philosophies are antithetical to many of those children's parents' values. They're certainly antithetical to biblical values, and they're antithetical to the family leader. So we're very concerned about it. We hope that legislators will take seriously this affront to their demand in last year's law, HF 802, that Iowa schools no longer indoctrinate children or separate children from their parents' values. And then this past week, there was another uh, minor scandal where a school board in Linmar adopted a policy that not only does it require boys to be allowed in the girls' bathroom, not only does it require uh, that boys and girls can be in the same, can bunk together on overnight trips, um, not only does it require that students and staff have to use made-up and false pronouns, um, but it also cuts parents out of that process. And it says that uh, that student can, basically from any age, can cut parents out of a social 
uh, gender transition and that the school will do that maybe even in complete secrecy without telling the parents. It even gives them the opportunity uh, to, to avoid some federal transparency laws. Uh, Danny, what do you have to say when you see that kind of transparency transcript? It's, uh, it's unbelievable that at the very time when parents should be getting involved in the health, welfare, and education of their children, they're being cut out by the education establishment. Uh, so much so that yesterday Governor Reynolds held a roundtable with several of those parents to listen to their concerns. And uh, I'm pretty sure that during that discussion and probably following, uh, she's making the point that she's been making, that one of the key answers is giving parents a choice in the education of their children. And if they don't like what's happening in Linmar, if they don't like what's happening in Waukee or other places that thumbing their nose at House File 802, they can take their kids out of that setting and put them someplace else. And so with every day that they delay here, it's one more day for the governor and other leaders who support school choice to make their case that parents are responsible, parents are in control of the education of their children and not the government. And not only for the governor and other leaders to make their choice, but also for you to make your your case uh, to your legislators that school choice is important to you, that you'd like to see the governor's uh, uh, education savings accounts and school transparency bill advance yet this year. There's still plenty of time for the Iowa legislature to pass this bill and, and specifically the Iowa House. So please reach out to your representatives. Um, there's a link in the description. Please click that and let them know how important this issue is uh, to you. This was also a big week, guys. Huge life news this week. And, and Chuck, you and Bob filmed a video uh, earlier this week. Please go watch that, but just tell us a little bit about what that was out. I'm sure most, if not all of you, have heard about Monday night's leak at the United States Supreme Court. Several of us were in Washington, D.C. when the arguments were made December 1st. Uh, the judges went into a back room later that week, and they voted. And apparently five of them, at least, voted to overturn Roe versus Wade. So a draft opinion was circulated in February. We know for sure because it was dated, the leaked opinion. And so here it is, Mark. Here it is, May. And so we don't know whether that February opinion will hold up. But what we do know is there's a strong chance that Roe v. Wade could be overturned, leaving Iowa with our own Roe v. Wade that we have to overturn either through uh, Iowa Supreme Court reversal next month. That's coming up. There's an opinion that's going to be published probably in June. Or through a Protect Life Amendment. And we just beg you and implore you to get up to speed on what the Protect Life Amendment is and isn't. Tell your friends. We've got a big fight ahead of us here in Iowa, even if Roe v. Wade is overturned. In the meantime, we do have one life proposal that, uh, well, a couple, but we've got one in particular that we're working on um, to help moms and expecting mothers. Danny, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, you know, a lot of people are asking if Roe is overturned, what happens to all these young women who now find themselves pregnant and they thought that abortion was the solution? Well, there's a not so well kept secret that in Iowa, there are what, 40 some crisis pregnancy centers that are ready to come alongside with expecting moms, help them with some of the practical things, diapers, formula, uh, health care, uh, onesies for new babies, that type of thing. And um, it just so happens that now that we're still delayed in this session and this decision uh, was leaked early, uh, we have the Moms Act, more options for maternal support. 
which is a, a, a intentional effort by Senator Costello, in particular, Representative Salmon in the House, to come alongside expecting moms and give them even more support. So we're hoping that legislation will get the governor's signature yet this year, whenever they come back. So thank you all for listening. Thanks for, for paying attention to what's happening in your capital that's impacting your life and the lives of many of those around you. Um, please do contact your representatives and let them know about your priorities. Again, there is a link in the description. And please continue to watch next week. Uh, you can also follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or uh, connect with us through our legislative updates. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a project of the Family Leader and the Family Leader Foundation and is only possible through the generous support of our donors. If you would like to partner with us in our work, please visit thefamilyleader.com slash donate.